0: Hello and welcome to Bible 101. I'm starting something new and uh, at least two times a week I'm going to be doing kind of a live podcast and it's really just an experiment. I'm trying to see if perhaps maybe we can reach more people this way. So uh, today I'm actually going to just do a little bit of talking about a character in the Bible I've rarely ever heard mentioned named Barnabas. And The reading that I'll take is in Acts chapter number 15 and uh, verse number 36. Acts chapter 15 and verse number 36. And it simply says this. And some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, confirming the churches. So, A character mentioned here in this text is a character by the name of Barnabas. He's introduced in the book of Acts, chapter number 4, verses 36 and 37. And I want to take some time to read that here. It says, And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of Consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land sold it, and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Notice it called him a son of consolation, which means encouragement. He was a son of encouragement. Also, Barnabas was a Levite. Under the law, he was guaranteed a position in the house of God, but he sacrificed it for the cause of Christ. And here, he sacrificed his land. First point I'd like to bring out about Barnabas is that Barnabas was a man of sacrifice. He, uh, almost every time you read about him in the Scripture, he's sacrificing something. Now, the Bible did say that uh, many had done this. uh, Verse, uh, Chapter number 4, verse number 34, it says, Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of houses and land sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. So many had done this, but the Bible says uh, only Barnabas is actually mentioned by name. This would seem to indicate that his sacrifice inspired others to give. Then the next time we see him, let's go over to Acts chapter number nine verses 26 through 31, Acts 9:26 through31. And it says this: "And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, and believed not that he was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. And then uh, skipping on down here, verse 30, it says, Which when the brethren knew, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him forth to Tarsus, then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria, and were edified, and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost, were multiplied. So the Bible says that Barnabas was actually the reason why Paul was confirmed by the apostles. Uh, He actually took a risk on Saul. Now, the church was scared of him. The elders were scared of him. They didn't want anything to do with Saul of Tarsus because of his reputation of persecuting the church. But Barnabas was the first one who took the risk on on Saul, later to be called Paul, and the church grew and had peace. Perhaps Paul could have had a ministry without the church's approval, but it wouldn't have had the same impact. So it would not be a stretch to say that without Barnabas, there would be no Romans, there would be no 1st and 2nd Corinthians, there'd be no Galatians, there'd be no Ephesians, there'd be no Philemon, there'd be no Colossians, there'd be no 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, and Philemon, possibly even the book of Hebrews if you write that. How different would the world be without these books of the Bible? So consider the the a tremendous impact that this man named Barnabas had. And now let's go over to the book of Acts Uh, Chapter number 13, this is the next time he's mentioned in Scripture, Acts chapter number 13, and uh, we're going to read verses 1 through 3. Now there was in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene uh, and uh, Menean, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereinto I have called them. Uh, and then verse three says, and when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them away. So for the next few years, Barnabas was content to travel with Paul and live in his shadow And a little note, uh, to prove this point is acts 13 and verse number 13. And it says now, when Paul and his company loose from Paphos, they came to Perga and Pamphylia and John departing from them returned to Jerusalem. So, uh, For whatever reason, it doesn't really tell us why, but uh, later on, we're going to find out that apparently it's because John Mark didn't want to pay the price and perhaps it was fear. Perhaps it was inconvenient for him to travel with him, but for whatever reason, he departed from them and left. Uh, And some people actually say that maybe the reason why he left them is because he was bored. (laughs) Uh, So either it was fear, maybe it was boredom. Maybe it was inconvenience. Uh, But for whatever reason, he actually had a history of fleeing. And you can read in Mark chapter 14, verses 51 through 52. Most scholars believe this is talking about John Mark, but he was so determined to get away uh, from uh, the persecution that was coming upon Jesus that he actually fled away naked. So (laughs) he was definitely urgent. He felt it was urgent to get out of there. And then the next time John Mark is mentioned is in the book of Acts, chapter number 15, verses 31 through 36. Acts 15, 31 through 36, which when they had read, they rejoiced for the consolation. And Judas and Silas, being prophets also themselves, exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. And after they had tarried their space, they were let go in peace from the brethren unto the apostles, notwithstanding it pleased Silas to abide there still. Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch teaching and preaching the word of the Lord, with many others also. Okay, so uh, notice notice this, this portion of scripture here again. Uh, it says they rejoiced for the consolation. Judas and Silas, being prophets also themselves, exhorted the brethren with many words to confirm them. And after they had tarried there their space, they were let go in peace from the brethren unto the apostles. Notwithstanding, it pleased Silas to abide there still. Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. And some days after, this is verse 36 of Acts chapter 15, that Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with him John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed unto Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, confirming the churches. So uh, notice something here. Um, they had such a strong contention about John Mark. Now you might ask the question, who was right? And that's a very, very good question. Honestly, we're not sure. Uh, Paul viewed it this way. John Mark had left him before, and he would probably do so again. There's no need to waste food and supplies on somebody that's not committed to the mission. However, Barnabas saw potential in John Mark, and uh, as he had done with Saul, who would later be called Paul, he took a risk on John Mark. Consider this. The gospel of Mark was written by John Mark, probably around 50 A.D. or so, perhaps 60. It is believed that this gospel inspired the other gospels, Matthew and Luke. Whether or not that's true, that is uh, the opinion of many scholars. So, uh, consider, if Barnabas had not taken Mark with him, the gospel would probably not have been written. Mark would probably not have been written. So, again, it's not an exaggeration now to say that not only the Pauline epistles but also the book of Mark were a direct result of Barnabas's influence later on Paul admitted that Barnabas had been right let's go over to the 2nd Timothy chapter 4 and verse 11 2nd Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 11 I'm going to close it out with this 2nd Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 11 and it says only Luke is with me take Mark And bring him with thee for he is profitable to me for the ministry so later on paul towards his uh uh, last words it's believed that second timothy was the very last book that paul wrote he had to admit that barnabas had been right so consider the massive impact that this man named barnabas had yet he's only mentioned a few times in scripture kind of sprinkled here and there uh but because of him we have the pauline epistles and because of his influence uh, we also have the book of mark It's pretty incredible when you consider the fact that this man that is very little known, that doesn't get a whole lot of messages preached about him, doesn't really get a whole lot of recognition, uh, is somebody that made such a massive impact that over if if, uh, Paul wrote the book of Hebrews over half of the New Testament, very well could have been because of this man's influence in the life of Paul and also in the life of Mark. It's pretty incredible. Okay, having said that, um, I'm just going to uh, uh, make an announcement on here and just say that uh, we're going to attempt to start doing a live stream uh, on the podcast at least uh, two times a week. The plan right now is to do it on Wednesday and to do it on Friday, and I'm trying to figure out what the best time would be. So I'd really appreciate some people's input. Uh, there's also a deal on the actual app uh, where you can call in and ask questions or you could post questions on the board and ask them, and perhaps we can get to them and address them. But probably what we're looking at doing is uh, to do these in the evening time. Uh, that way more people can, can log on and listen. So uh, I look forward to doing that. Probably right now the plan is to start this Friday and uh, to begin doing them somewhere around 8 o'clock at night. So uh, please tune in and listen, and I, I hope that you will, and I hope this will be a blessing. Thank you.